The Stage Door Show. Celebrating the independent artist. With your host, Dave Hondell. Hi everyone, welcome to The Stage Door Show. Tonight, this is Dave Hondell. Uh, tonight, our guest is a rising star in country music. She has a new single out entitled Life Gives You Love, now available on all streaming platforms. And we're lucky that she's with us tonight. So please welcome Mackenzie Phipps to the show. So thanks for being with us, Mackenzie. Well, thank you so much for speaking with me. I appreciate it. Um, you know, and, and like I said, you have a new single out. You know, I, I got to tell you, you know, a lot of your music, you know, drag a little bit, a little of both. You bring the beer, I'll bring the noise, which is one of like my favorite song. <laughs> I love that song. <laughs> It's a lot of fun, um, but you know, talk about your new uh, your new single, "Life Gives You Love," because I know that's something that's uh, you know you got to be proud of that because that's a great song. Well, thank you very much. I appreciate your kind words. This song, I had so much fun recording in studio with my producer Sal Oliveri. When I went down to Nashville, I think it's going on two years now. That's when I first got introduced to him, and he had pitched three out of six of the songs that I recorded in studio and all three of his that he pitched have now been released. Life Gives You Love was the third one. And this song was written by three phenomenal songwriters, Megan Patrick, Lance Miller, Kyle Clark. They did a fantastic job on this song. When I got to listening to the song after he had pitched it to me, I really enjoyed the overall message of the song as well as I felt that this song was going to showcase a different side of my voice to not only the individuals on my social media page who have been on my musical journey, but as well as people out there who have never gotten to hear me sing before. Because a lot of people out there that do know me and know my singing, they know that I am marketed into country music and I have a traditional mixed with a modern sound of country music to my voice. And I felt like adding Life Gives You Love into my repertoire kind of also brought in a soulful element that some people may not have ever heard of my voice before. So it was very fun getting to record this song in studio. And I do think this was probably the song we had the most fun with. You know, talk about your voice because your voice is really powerful, but it's also controlled and, you know, and just, I just enjoy listening to your sound. And, you know, so where did that come from? Did you take vocal lessons when you were younger or did you just naturally have a great voice? So I always say my voice came from the Lord because it did. I I knew at a very young age that music was a part of me because, of course, at four years old, you don't think of music being a career. I just kind of thought of it as, oh, this is who I am. This is what I like to do. And I started really starting to have a voice for singing when I was four and my mama would have me sing in church because she's kind of the one that had seen that I could sing. And I never really had, per se, vocal lessons to help me learn how to sing because I just already knew how to sing. But um, as I got older, kind of in my mid to late teenage years, I had issues with enunciating because I had a very thick accent when I sang and I kind of just slurred my words together and really didn't enunciate those final sounds in the words. So I had worked with a teacher at a community college down 
near where I lived in Virginia, and she helped me a lot with just getting those accents in there with words. And when I actually went to go record in studio with Sal, he had suggested that I work with a vocal coach here in Nashville. Her name is Chanel Guyton. And she helped me a lot with, because I do have such a very powerful and strong voice, he was talking about, well, the way he worded it was, I can reach the people in the front sections of the pews, and I can reach people all the way in the back, but I need to reach people in that middle section. So she helped me a lot with being able to control my dynamics in my voice to where it's not just soft and not just out of the water loud. <laughs> so she helped me a lot with that. But aside from that, I really never had any lessons to teach me how to sing. It was just something I just could do. You're I blessed. You're definitely blessed with a great voice for yes. sure. Yes. Well, thank you. I owe it all to the Lord because I would Absolutely. not be doing it without him. hundred percent. You know, and, and you're saying, you, know, you said you were from uh, Virginia, a small town from Virginia, and you recently moved to Nashville. So what, what I mean, you got it was it had to be a culture shock a little bit right when you first went to nashville yes yes it was 100 percent because where i grew up so i was born and raised in bluefield virginia um on google as of 2021 i don't know what it is 2023 they have not updated it but there was 5,000 people in my town so it is a relatively smaller town and we did not have anything like Nashville has you. Know, we had one Walmart. We had a food city, which it shocked me because when I moved down here, my PR guy, he had no clue what a food city was because they don't have <laughs> one in Nashville, which shocks me. <laughs> but those were the only two places we had to shop and we had your basic fast food restaurants. But my town was a town where everybody knew everybody. Um, even if you didn't know the person right off the bat, you are like, I remember I would be oh, I'm such and such as granddaughter, I'm such and such as daughter, niece, etc. So it was yeah. one of those towns where everybody knew everybody, but they were very supportive of my music, and I very much appreciate the hometown support. So especially when I moved down here towards Nashville, it was a lot different along the lines of just living. It's a lot more expensive. Yeah. There's a lot more people. You have to put time into consideration anywhere you travel. <laughs> Yeah. But also the big thing, which people would probably not be surprised at, is there is a lot more, in quote, competition when it comes to music. I never really see it as competition because we're right. all aiming towards the same goal. So I feel we should all uplift each other rather than compete. But that has definitely been a struggle. That's why I've been working very hard at my 2024 calendar to try to get shows so I don't have to worry about it. Yeah. I mean, do you, do you feel like, uh, you know, I talk to a lot of people from Nashville and, and uh, I get majority of the same answer, but, you know, I'm going to ask you the same question. You know, do you feel uh, that people in Nashville, like other performers are more collaborative as opposed to uh, looking at it as as competition? I know there's always going to be competition, but it seems like in Nashville, uh, people seem to be kind of, uh, you know, helping each other and, and uh as opposed to, you know, being a competition, they try to help write their music with them. And it's almost like a collaborative effort, like a team effort to try to get each person to where they want to be, but it's a team effort to get them there. Right. Right. I will say since I have moved to Nashville, a lot of the individuals that I have met have been very supportive and been very uplifting. And it's nice to have people in your life that share the same passion 
and goal that you have because I struggled a lot with, especially in school, not many of my peers did music. So a lot of them didn't understand that it was a full-time job for me and not just an expensive hobby as some would call it. Yeah. But um, you're always going to run into some people that may be a little bit too big for their britches or something like that, or they just may be a little standoffish or some people have egos, but yeah. um, I've been fortunate not to have encountered that many people. <laughs> everybody, everybody has their own thoughts and mindset when it comes to music. So I let them do their thing and I wish them nothing but the best. Well, what, I mean, what looking at, at your future, obviously it's, it's extremely bright and you're already a rising star the way it is. And, you know, so what, what are your goals uh, for the next, you know, few years? I mean, where do you want to be? Uh, a few years down the road in your career? I always love this question because I don't know. I feel like my answer sometimes may shock people because of course I feel individuals that are not in the music industry, they kind of have a mindset of go big or go home. So if you're in music, the overall goal is to become a household name. And if I always tell people, if I made it to that level, that's great. That's cool. I'll ride the wave. <laughs> but if I am able to be in a position where I am able to do what I love, which is music, and be able to provide for myself financially and be able to live comfortably for the rest of my days, then I am perfectly fine with that as well. Yeah, I mean, that's a great answer. And, and that, you know, it keeps you grounded too. You know, that I think that's a big thing with, you know, we, our listeners out there who are also artists themselves. You know, I think the biggest message is, you know, it's not about being famous and rich and, you know, that, that, that doesn't last long for most people, you know, it's about enjoying what you do, getting paid for what, what you enjoy doing. And if you love doing it and you're getting paid, what's, what's better than that. Right. And, and if you get some recognition along the way, Hey, that's, that's awesome. But to stay grounded, I mean, the first thing you got to do is eat, right. <laughs> you got to be able right. to feed yourself. You got to be able to put a roof over your head you know, way to get to, to and from the venues. And I think some people just need to take a step back and, you know, I think, cause I think it'll happen in time. If, 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 if it's meant for you, uh, then it's, and I, then I think it'll happen, but if it's not, then you know what, you know, you still live your life. And as long as you can pay the rent and pay the, pay the bills or pay the mortgage, whatever. Um, yeah. So I think you have a great outlook on that. So I, you know, I appreciate that answer. Uh, you know, with that, I mean, what kind of advice can you give some of our listeners out there that that are just getting started um, out? And I mean, you made a big leap going from Virginia to, you know, to uh, Nashville. And that's not for the faint of heart. You know, anybody who moves even a town down the road, it's not an easy move. But you went all the way to Nashville uh, to pursue your dreams. So talk about, you know, what kind of advice can you give somebody just starting out? Right. Well, I started out at a very young age. As far as just in the music industry, I started when I was 14 and I started doing that full time. Um, I have been pretty fortunate for the most part to never have a normal <laughs> job, I guess you could say, because um, going along with what we had just talked about, as far as like goals and stuff, I feel like people out there, especially when it comes to music they just don't realize how much work gets put in it. And I am fortunate enough to be in a 
career field where I do enjoy my job, because I know there are some people out there that are not as fortunate and they end up having a job that they may not necessarily like. And it's just miserable for them. So I am very fortunate in that aspect. And it's definitely not an easy road, to say the least. It has its obstacles, just like any other kind of career path. But the biggest thing that I've learned from just starting out at a young age was just learning to not, how do I word it? And never be afraid of taking that next step. Because I held myself back from so many different things just based on fear of failure. So if I were to give any kind of advice, it would be do not be afraid to fail. Because it's not necessarily what you're doing completely makes you like a failure, like a a label of a failure. Don't be afraid to take that next leap because without moving forward and having some bumps along the way, you won't be able to improve as a person and be able to take that next step into learning more things. And I held myself back from so many opportunities just in fear that something bad was going to happen. But in reality, if you want to move up and whatever you're doing, you have to take that next step. And whether it, whether that step puts you up two steps or it makes you skip four steps or you take two steps back, you just got to keep pushing forward and moving and eventually you'll get to where you want to be. That's great. Yeah, great answer. And I appreciate that. And I know my, our listeners do too. Uh, what kind of venue would, would you, what's your dream venue? I mean, what's the one place that you haven't played yet that you dream of playing and and if you ever get the opportunity that would be like a chance of a lifetime what would that one venue be that is a tricky question for me because (laughs) my dream would be to of course perform on the grand Ole opry and the reason i say that's complicated for me is because i have performed i've performed twice on the grand Ole opry stage but not for the the opry the circle Right. Yes. I've just not performed <laughs> for the Opry. Yeah. I've just performed on the stage for an event held at the Opry. Which was which was amazing in itself, I'm sure. Yes, it was 100 percent But I yeah. would love nothing more than to be invited to play for <laughs> the yeah. Opry. That for would sure. be a dream come true. And there's been so many insanely talented individuals that have stepped on that stage and been in that circle. And I would love nothing more than to even be considered to step on that stage. Who who are your influences? I mean, growing up and even now, I mean, who, who do you look up to and, and uh, you know, who, who kind of uh, gives you that inspiration? I have always loved Loretta Lynn, even though the Lord took her from me before I could meet her. Oh, yeah. <laughs> she was the first person I ever started singing. Um, I got so close to meeting her because I, I've met her sister, Crystal Gale, and I've met her granddaughter, Taylor, a couple of times. And I was just so dang close. And the Lord decided on October 4th that heaven needed a little bit more joy to it. Yeah. So I'm going to hold him to that. But I've always loved her. She is just the epitome of country music to me. And as far as individuals in today's time, I very much enjoy Ashley McBride because I feel that she also truly captures what country music is because she has such a way of writing songs that just take you on a whirlwind of emotions and really convey a good story. And I just love everything about her. And I hope one day I get to meet her. Yeah. That's amazing. 
Uh, you know, and, and also, um, you know, the, the other thing I, I ask a lot of people is, is, you know, that are in the entertainment industry, you know, what was the first uh, first time stepping on a stage with a big crowd in front of you? What was that like for you to walk up on that stage and, and see everybody's there for you? I mean, uh, how was that feeling for you? Oh, well, technically, so the first time I ever got on stage was actually a nightmare story for me, oh, no. <laughs> which goes back in the um, talk about not being afraid of failure right. and learning from experience because I had the first time I ever was on a stage, I had entered in the West Virginia State Fair. They had a singing contest. I went and I was like, I think 12 or 13 years old. And I went and it was set up in rounds. So you have the first round and then they pick who goes through and then you have your final round. And I got through the first round and I had two songs prepared. The first one was Because of You by Kelly Clarkson that I performed. And then the second wow. one I had was Call Me When You're Sober by Evanescence. Wow. So at this time I had Those not yet. <laughs> yeah. At this time I had not yet decided to market myself in country music. Yeah. I just liked singing whatever songs I liked. And my brother had a big influence on some music taste for me, which is where Evanescence came into play. And bottom line, I was 12 years old singing songs. I shouldn't have been singing because I was not <laughs> near even close to the level of singing that I should have been. And, and I decided to go through that fear. And that's, that's amazing. Cause those are big songs to even attempt. <gasps> So um, I went ahead. I could have sang the Kelly Clarkson one again, right. but I was like, I've done, I've been working on this other one. So I'm going to sing it. And I went up on stage and one of the judges was like a pageant winner. Yeah. And I just looked at her and I just <laughs> broke. I was in oh. shambles. I was, I sang the whole song, but I sounded like a goat, just like trembling of oh. fear. And that right there, that was the worst performance of my life. And I always tell people also, another piece of advice is you're going to hit rock bottom. And from that point on, there ain't going to be anything worse than that. <laughs> Got to get back on the horse. though. Yep, right? It's mm -hmm. only improvement from there. And that one was yeah. a very valuable lesson for me at a young age. So, but, well, yeah. I mean, that, just the fact that you did it. I mean, that's kudos to you for that. I mean, a lot of people just won't even get on a stage and or talk in front of people or whatever. I mean, the fact that you did it. And 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 sang two so two major big songs and powerful songs for for vocals. I mean, that's 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 amazing that you did that. Just I mean, that's that's confidence right there. Yeah, it, it was something. It was wrong <laughs> life choices, but it has made me into the person I am today. Because especially at that age, I did not have any kind of confidence. I really didn't yeah. gain confidence with singing till. I was probably, gosh, I'd probably say maybe 17 is when I kind of hit that peak yeah. of, I don't really care. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm going to go out there and I'm going to do my best. And if people don't like me, then that's their opinion. And if people oh, like yeah. me, that's cool. But yeah, I, it took a, it took a, it was a long process of building up that confidence, but I feel that I'm at a very good level now with my confidence where I can just talk people's heads off like I'm doing you right now. Well, you're, you're amazing. Um, you know, the la last question I, well, actually I have two more questions, but the, but this question here is, uh, is I, I'm always interested in this, you know, cause I know that some, some artists kind of cross over sometimes in other genres once in a while to try to, you know, broaden their, their, their audience. 
Um, is there anybody out there, uh, country or, or or otherwise, that you would love to collaborate with, and who would that person be? Uh, probably Ashley McBride. Yeah. Because I used to want to be with Loretta. She's passed. I would have loved nothing more than to have sang with Tammy Wynette. She's passed. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I do very much like Ashley McBride a lot because, like I said, I think she is just an insanely talented singer-songwriter. And I haven't even met the woman, and I just feel like we would get along so well. Yeah, that connection, yeah. Uh, well, that's a great answer. Um, you know, before we go, I, I just want to, you know, I, I ask everybody this question, but when it's all said and done, you know, Mackenzie, what do you want your legacy to be? What do you want to leave behind when it's all said and done to your fans? Oh, nobody's ever asked me that. Um, I would want to leave behind with people knowing that I always stay true to who I was as an artist and that I love country music and that my plan is and always has been to bring back that true sound of country music because I feel in today's world, country has evolved into so many different things. Like, you know, you have pop country, you have rock country, blues country, so many different aspects. But I feel a lot of times a lot of people forget the true roots of country music. Like people way even before Loretta and all of them, just the individuals from back then that paved the way for country music. We would not have country music without them. And that's one thing that I have very much admired about my friends, as I call them. I don't like to call them my followers, but just my friends that have been on my musical journey for so long on my social media platforms who have helped mm -hmm. me get to where I am today. They have really conveyed to me that I could really bring back the true sound of country music. And they also very much appreciate that I stay true to my roots and that I just keep it real. And yeah. I, I feel like I'm doing a pretty dang good job. I don't think anybody out there is going to be able to change who I am as a person as well as who I am as an artist, because this is me. And if you can't handle it, then what you see is what you get. Yep. You're going to have to go elsewhere. <laughs> We we need more we need more people like you out there in the in the entertainment industry. So thank you. Uh, you know, before we sign off, I know you have a great website, uh, MackenzieFips dot com, and you know I was going through your website. I mean, you have some great merchandise as well. And besides the music, the videos, and your bio, uh, you know everybody should go on MackenzieFips.com and check out the merchandise. I think it's really cool that you have that on there, and uh, you also have some tour dates on there too. So talk about some upcoming dates that you're going to perform. Yes, so I have been working on my 2024 calendar, and this year I will be basically splitting my time between Tennessee and Virginia because people out there in Virginia, I still have my following back in that state, and I just decided to kind of do a little Virginia tour to go back there and to just go back to my hometown ever so often because Bluefield is and always will be home to me. And also trying to 
build myself as an artist in Tennessee is a little bit of a struggle at some point. So I've been working on getting some shows throughout Tennessee. But if people are interested in seeing where I will be for 2024, they can go on any of my social media platforms. I'm available on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok, as well as my website, mckenziephipps.com. And on there, you can find where I'll be. I will be updating it soon as I have 60 so shows booked for 2024. So people can be on the lookout for that. And if I am in your area, then come on out. I would love to meet you. And I cannot wait to see what the future holds. Well, Mackenzie, thank you for taking the time to be on the show uh, tonight. And, you know, um, happy holidays to you and your family and, and, you know, much success to you and your future. And you're always uh, welcome back on the show anytime. Oh, well, thank you so much for speaking with me today, Dave. I really do appreciate it. And I hope you and your family have a very Merry Christmas.